You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. To honor all copyright restrictions, certain elements have been edited out of this message. Our scripture reading this morning comes to us from the Gospel of John in chapter 1. I'll be reading verses 1 through 5 and then verse 14. And I read this morning from the Good News Translation, uh, which is in your pew Bibles. And I invite you to page 123 if you'd like to follow along with this morning's reading. Before the world was created, the Word already existed. He was with God, and he was the same as God. From the beginning of the, from the very beginning, the Word was with God. Through him, God made all things. Not one thing in all creation was made without him. The Word was the source of life, and this life brought light to humanity. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never put it out. The Word became a human being, and full of grace and truth lived among us. We saw his glory, the glory which he received as the Father's only Son. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our Redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. So in 1994, a composer named Morton Lauridsen put a Gregorian chant of the church to more modern choral music, and the name of the piece of music is called Omanium Mysterium. And if you couldn't tell, that's Latin, and the Latin translates to this. O great mystery and wonderful sacrament, that animals should see the newborn Lord lying in a manger, Blessed is the virgin whose womb was worthy to bear Christ the Lord. Alleluia and amen. I had the honor of singing this piece of music as a part of madrigal dinners at the University of Sioux Falls, as well as on our European tour. And I want to share just a little piece of that with you this morning as we enter this season of Advent as we enter this time of embracing once again the great mystery that the church has proclaimed for centuries, that the Savior of the world was born among the animals, among animals you might expect to find in a first-century stable. I'll post the rest of that to our Facebook page if you want to hear the rest of that song. It goes um, a lot bigger and grander as choir pieces sometimes do towards the end. But, O great mystery and wonderful sacrament, that animals should see the newborn Lord lying in a manger. But as you might know or might expect, this is not the only mystery surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ. The fact that he was born in a barn among animals how about the mystery that the very people that Jesus came to save were the ones that didn't recognize him? Or how about the mystery that the one that wants nothing more than a place in all of our hearts was born in a borrowed stable because there was no room at the inn? Or how about the mystery that it all even happened in the first place? 
O great mystery, O monium mysterium, O great mystery, how is it that God decided to send God's own self to the world? How is it that God decided to forgo the boundless splendor of heaven for the limitations of humanity? This is the mystery and the miracle of the Incarnation of the putting on of flesh, the enfleshment of God known as Jesus of Nazareth. Or put to music a different way by, you know, a little bit more of a modern hymn, Son of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Throughout the season of Advent, we're going to consider the impact that Jesus, the incarnate Son of God, the way that his, his ministry works and impacts our bodies. As we wait and as we prepare for His coming, we are going to find today especially the depth of our hope firmly founded in Jesus. And I want us to just consider what it looks like for us to feel that hope at the very depth of who we are. In our scripture this morning from John's Gospel, John introduces us to this great mystery and this great hope of the Incarnation. The Word of God became a human being and full of grace and truth lived among us. I can think of no clearer or no more important statement of the Incarnation the very Word of God that spoke over the formless void at the dawn of creation, incarnated, took on flesh, became human, and dwelt among us. And there's a temptation for us to explain away the Incarnation. To dwell on the fact that John uses a philosophical term to talk about theology. But I want us to embrace holy mystery today. And hear these words from John's gospel for what they are, which is good news. And I want us to do that while we keep in mind the fact that the original hearers of John's gospel were in need of good news and in need of great hope. And maybe, just maybe, we have come here in some way needing hope. See, John's gospel was written into a world that was very different than the world of the other gospels. John's gospel was written 20 years after Mark's gospel, the first gospel, and was written between 5 to 10 years after Matthew and Luke. And what we know about when John's gospel came out is the fact that the world had very much changed. The tenuous relationship between Rome and Israel that marked Jesus' ministry had given way had deteriorated to the point that in A.D. 70, Jerusalem itself, including the temple, was destroyed. And the entire region was in chaos. And I am absolutely certain that it felt like a monum mysterium, a great mystery to the people who were living through it. How could God let this happen? 
How could God allow the destruction of the temple? And what does faith in God now look like without the temple, without a space called the Holy of Holies, where people believe the presence of God to physically dwell on earth? Can you imagine how hopeless that must have felt? And can you imagine how important it would have been for a book to be written to reveal Jesus was who he said he was? To hear a book say that Jesus is the Son of God, that, and, it, and Jesus is who John calls him to be, the Word of God. Imagine what it would mean for a gospel, specifically the gospel of John, specifically for that world to proclaim that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not put that light out. I mean, in that time, everything had to have felt dark. Everything had to have been up in the air and nothing would have made sense. It is into this world that we are given the words of John 1.14. The word became a human being and full of grace and truth lived among us. Into our world has come the word, God made human. And maybe we've come here this morning and we're not to the place where our world is falling apart like Jerusalem, but maybe this is the way that our world feels too. There are times in life where everything feels like it's up in the air. Life has its own monumysteriums. Life has its own great mysteries. And a lot of the time, they're not as beautiful as what Martin Lawrenson came up with. Maybe we've come here today having suffered personal losses of beloved friends and family. Maybe we've just been through something that has left us scratching our head. Maybe we've been through a circumstance or a situation that has not met our expectations. Maybe we've been betrayed by friends and overlooked for an opportunity and we just feel like we are holding it together with a twisty tie. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Speaking of great mysteries, God's plan to reinstill hope doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? God's plan to reinstill hope is a baby. Oh, great mystery that this is God's plan all along. The incarnate Son of God, Jesus, was born like all of us. Jesus was born as a human baby with a tiny, squishy body that is entirely dependent upon stronger bodies. In the world of the animal kingdom, human babies don't make a lot of sense. Giraffes can stand within an hour and flee predators on the same day. Chimpanzees can hang on to their mother and position themselves for nourishment. Humans? Not so much. Like all babies, Jesus would have needed those around him. 
Like all babies, Jesus would have needed people to carry him and to hold his hands while he was learning to sit and crawl and stand and walk. Jesus would have needed people to protect him from danger and to cradle him in love. But the amazing thing is that babies are often a sign of hope. Babies are a sign that we haven't given up on the world, that our cynicism has not won, and that new things are possible. The incarnation of Jesus did not make relationship with God possible, did not make loving God possible. That was already possible, like we you know, have the entire Old Testament. But in Jesus, in the incarnation, God was doing something new. In the incarnation, God was doing something new. New ways of being in relationship, new expressions of love, and new depths of understanding are possible because of Jesus being born. God becoming flesh and dwelling among us means that people get to encounter God in entirely different ways. They get to dance with Jesus at weddings. They get to receive bread and wine from his hands. They get to sit with him on a hillside and listen to his stories and experience healing by his touch. And for God, Jesus was a new expression of solidarity with creation. Jesus is a new solidarity accompanied by levels of empathy and understanding and compassion. It's all because of the incarnation. It's all because of the birth of Christ. O monium mysterium, O great mystery, that one baby accomplished all of that. Babies are a sign of hope, and Jesus is nothing more than a sign of hope. There is something inherently mysterious about hope, because hope is nothing more than just not knowing, yet still believing. Do you have all the logistics and the mysteries of the birth of Jesus figured out? Yes or no? No. We don't. Is that okay? Yes. Do you still believe that Jesus was born? Do you still believe that the birth of Jesus changed the world and that Jesus will change the world again? Yes. And so embrace holy mystery. Embrace the power of Advent and feel the hope of Jesus Christ in the depth of your very being. The Word was the source of life, and this life brought light to all of humanity. The Word became a human being and full of grace and truth lived among us. We saw His glory, the glory which He received as the Father's only Son. Would you pray with me? Jesus, light of the world, incarnate word of God, speak to us in the midst of uncertain times. Speak to us in the midst of 
stress and worry and be for us hope. We proclaim our belief in you today. We know how you changed the world on the first time that you came. We know that you change our world every single day. And we look hopefully forward to the time when all will be made right and all will be made well in your name. Be the source of our hope and let us feel it down to our bones. We love you. We wait for you. We claim you as ours. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.